You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mehr, on this Thursday afternoon. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Sadia Osmani. Sadia, it's great to see you. It looks like you're still in London. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I'm just trying to decide whether I'm going to come back or not. I've got to figure it out in my head because there are possible options available at the moment. That's right. The so government is sending Noreen? chartered flights. We will be following your journey. If in doubt, flip a coin. In fact, let's do that right now. Let's flip a coin <laughs> to, to, to come back or not to come back. We are live this afternoon on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. So do join us there uh, if you can this afternoon. I have to say that the connection, unfortunately, in, in our Admiralty studio is a bit shoddy. So um, that the, the Facebook may freeze from time to time, but the audio seems fine. So that's important. All right. So because, I shall keep t- talking regardless. <laughs> keep chatting, yep, because we are radio first. Okay, so Sadia, uh, this afternoon you've got a very interesting topic. W- w- what's the topic of choice today? Well, it's interesting because I was having a conversation with somebody recently and they were saying that, oh my goodness, you know, and this is a, a, this is a, um, a, a man and he was just saying, oh, I'm just losing my hair. I don't know what to do about it. Were you speaking and it's to only, <laughs> And only a few weeks ago, I was talking to another, a woman who was actually saying the same thing that she just felt that she was thinning out. So I thought it'd be quite interesting just to have a look at this subject. And I found out actually just recently there's been a new Harvard study which says there's a direct link between stress and hair loss. And it's all about a a stress hormone called GAS-6, which is involved in hair production. And that basically, the molecule in that is actually suppressed with because of stress. Um, so, you know, and I think they've done some tests and they've done some research where they've actually used this this particular um, hormone, like GAS-6, um, in rodents to see. And I don't know how much hair rodents have. Well, the whole body but, is but it, covered in, yeah, in hair. Gosh. But, but, oh. it, but it obviously helped them somewhat, but it's not been certainly tried on humans at the moment. And I know that, you know, people get very stressed about it. And just being stressed about it is probably not good for you because you're going to lose it you're anyway. You're stressing out getting stressed. So that's added stress. And I think, you know, at some point or another, we've always, unless we've really got a thick bit of hair on our head we've always had this kind of fear about losing your hair whether you're a woman and more so like you know as a woman and a lot of the thing behind hair loss is obviously to do with genetics is obviously to do with hereditary people always say oh is your father has your father you know got a bald head and so therefore the the eldest son has to have it there's lots of myths and and all sorts of things that people say about it um there's also some other recent re, uh, recent study that said in wuhan for instance, patients in China found 22% of them actually suffered hair loss in the six months after the infection. So obviously, you know, that may be due to that, but also... They were probably so stressed out about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think these days, um, although, you know, quite a few people in, in countries where there is lockdown and where we've experienced these things, people are getting a lot more stressed about it and um you know and and i suppose the the expression i'm going to tear my hair out like you know you tear your hair out when you're absolutely stressed about it and ask me i I was a little stressed recently but um but a lot of people are actually you know people do go through that and you know 
uh, and I was reading an article from somebody who lost their hair about sort of 20, and they were quite young at the time, they lost their hair tw 26 years ago and stuff. And she was saying that, and this is a woman who, who'd done it, and she was saying that, you know, you don't know how envious I am of people when they sort of feel on their hair and they can feel their hair on their head and how envious I am of people saying oh I think I'm going grey because <laughs> I would love to go grey you know and then just to feel like just to know what stubble feels like you know mm -hmm. if you're if you're you know, shave part of your hair or whatever. And then she said also, what I really miss is going to the hairdressers and having a bare, bad haircut and feeling, oh, I, I wish they'd done a better job of it because she didn't have the luxury of feeling those things. And, you know, and also obviously dyeing your hair. We all complain. I mean, everyone who does dye their hair who's trying to get rid of grey will actually say, oh my goodness, you know, it just keeps growing, just keeps coming. So I suppose we should be thankful for those things and um, because a lot of people don't go through that. Um, some of the celebrities, for instance, we know that there are people in the public eye who are losing their hair and I suppose sitting here in the UK, the most um, obvious ones that I would quote is really Harry and William and Charles <laughs> from the royal family that they're all pretty much receding hairlines where they're concerned. But also in terms of other people in the public eye, you know, Andre Agassi, for instance, he had a huge amount of hair. I don't know, when you watched him play tennis, he a huge amount. And within a period of about 10 years, he lost it. And he is quoted in his autobiography to say, that I'm losing little pieces of my identity every day. Oh. So it's it's quite heartbreaking. Um, I know that a number of, uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, I was speaking to a cousin of mine and she's got a son who's like 18, 19. And uh, she was really worried because the son was losing his hair and he was just devastated. And, you know, and it's all to do with self-image, it's to do with confidence. Um, so, you know, it's it's hard, I can, I can imagine. I mean, we don't think of it, it's only when I looked at the subject that I realized, my goodness, you know, there's so many different ways that people can see it. But um, at the same time, um, when I was reading about this, they say that the whole thing about lifestyle changes now. We are now, you know, as men and women, obviously women not so much on the hair loss side, but certainly as men, we are people are getting married later, people are getting settled later. So suddenly some men are finding that they've lost their hair and they haven't found the person they're looking for. And that's kind of a detrimental thing for them, for their confidence and um, for them to go forward. So lifestyle changes um, are certainly affecting people. And I suppose, you know, things like diet, you know, are we eating the right food? Are we eating things that are going to be good for us? There's been all sorts of things. I don't know. Have you ever have you ever felt, Noreen, that you were losing your hair or anything? You know, especially maybe after children and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, I started getting a hair loss, a serious hair loss uh, problem after I gave birth twice. Because they say y your hair becomes thicker when you're pregnant. I don't. I didn't notice that, but I definitely felt like it was coming out. And you get like little bits of like, like not bald spots, but like thinning hair and it, and it also does affect your confidence you know you try and comb it a certain way but I, I've cut my hair short because I didn't want the weight of it to pull more hair down um, because when it's long you're more likely to 
to tie your hair back and the pulling of it, the tugging of it when you tie it up in a ponytail can also, um, I heard from the hairdressers, uh, accelerate uh, hair falling out. Having said that, I've cut my hair but I've still tied it up so let me just take it mm. out mm. so I'm not yeah. exactly tying it up. So also I suppose in Hong Kong, you know, people's hair is affected by the the atmosphere, you know, the humidity and other aspects like heat, things like that. So I suppose those are all things you've got to be aware of. Um, but at the same time, I suppose we've all been brought up with some kind of remedy for it, have we not? I mean, ha do you remember as a child, did, did anyone say to you, oh, no, don't do this because your hair is going to fall out or anything like that? Any particular family or Chinese remedies that you can think of that people do? recommend to, yeah. to get that hair growing or keep it up there? My grandma used to tell me not to sleep with my hair wet because it'll make your hair fall out but I'm sure that's because, and she also said it'll give you a headache um, and um, because I, I, I went grey quite at quite a young age, I mean I have to dye my hair quite frequently um, I don't always want to dye my hair but sometimes you know, just I just feel like the face doesn't match with, the, with so much grey hair I, I still feel like I look a bit young so too young for so much grey hair so I just haven't come to terms with oh, that yet. Aren't I lucky? Aren't I lucky? <laughs> so um, I've had black sesame uh, helps a lot uh, with with grey hair, um, mm -hmm. but I think you'll have to have a lot of it. And and I've heard biotin yeah. and vitamin E is very good for hair growth. But I I don't know. I'm a bit worried to try these sort of supplements because, for example, vitamin E accumulates in your body. It accumulates in your liver. So if you take too much of that, it can be bad for your liver and can be bad for your health. So I've heard biotin is very good for your hair um, from forums. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm not a doctor. So if any of our listeners have any remedies, let natural. us know. Natural things are probably thing. I recall, um, I think about five, six years ago, suddenly my husband, um, I noticed he suddenly just got this, just this little round, it was about that size, just a little ball spot and it just suddenly appeared. And this is when he had a good head of hair actually. And um, and at the time I remember we had lots, of, like we'd, we'd been abroad and we'd brought this fresh coconut, like, you know, dried coconut. And for a long time he, for about three or four weeks, five, six weeks, whatever, he was having like a little bit of coconut. And this wasn't because of his hair, he was just having it just like that. But I did notice that after a period of time, that bald spot suddenly just disappeared. Okay, now it is all bald, but that's irrelevant. But the fact is, at that just point, rub and coconut I was thinking, on his head now. Coconut, coconut, you know, eat coconut. So when I was looking to see, you know, what people have done, you know, just generally in history as well, and, and what people do these days to help you, you know, these may be myths, there may be nothing in this. But I mean, there must be something to be said about your diet and certain types of oils and things like that. For instance, in history, the ancient Egyptians used to rub ground donkey hooves on their scalps, which, which you might find it quite hard to find in Hong Kong now. Um, or who knows, you might not actually. Um, so ground donkey hooves on their scalps. The other remedies That's just were keratin, like, though. That's just nails and things. So that's weird. Yeah. There's also hippo fat. Oh. So, you know, if you're popping into the store, you yeah. might just see some hippo fat in, a, in a lotion form. Um, and then I was looking at kind of, you know, obviously when you just do this kind of internet search about, you know, hair loss and stuff like that, lots and lots of crazy things come up. You know, there's a there's pills and potions and there's nuts, there's um, 
all types of oil. But certainly like coconut oil and almond oil, massaging. When I went, I went to the Chinese traditional medicine place and I was thinking, saying, look, you know, I just need to know what to do. And so I was told that like when you're sitting there watching TV or you're just sitting there relaxing, you should just sit there kind of going like that to your head, just massaging with your fingertips, the ends of your fingertips, just any places that you feel that your hair is going and you just stimulate um you know the follicles like that and that actually oh yeah might that's do true. You, some good. you know like the chinese um, people use that um what do you call that like a uh guaxa or gua sha you know those um flat pieces of stone that you use to to sculpt your face or like or okay. to like like to do your, I don't, how, how should I explain it? And he just gets a circulation going on oh, your head as right, well. Right. It's basically about stimulating yeah, it. That seems to be it. That that is certainly something that people, um, you know, say. And I do actually recall that, you know, certainly after children, they say that when you're when you're pregnant, you know, not much hair actually falls out because of your body being in such a situation or whatever it is but the hair tends to fall afterwards so lots of women do say that you know know, after pregnancy I lost a lot of my hair and things like that but but we don't realize we only realize just how much hair we lose every day when we have to do the vacuum (laughs) because you know if your vacuum is full of hair you're doing all right because it's actually doing whatever is normal Um, so it's very normal to do that You, you do lose hair every day but obviously if you're losing huge clumps of it so when I was looking on the internet obviously you see lots of pills and potions that people are recommending i saw another interesting thing which was a laser cap where you're supposed to put this cap on and it's got sort of sort of light inside it and it just keeps flickering this light inside your head um there were no reviews whatsoever so i assume it's not going to be one that going to really do the job as such in terms of food um, best foods for keeping your hair healthy and growth uh, eggs berries spinach fatty fish sweet potato avocado nuts and seeds and actually when i was looking at some of those foods i would have thought that the hong kong diet is probably getting quite a few of those things so you know i i suppose there's no real hard and fast rule but then if it's hereditary there's nothing you can do but i think the case is worse for women because for women it's much harder you know and i know that quite a few people do go to specialist places to have hair transplants and things like that but it's a very long and expensive and lengthy process to do and and i think probably very painful as well so yeah i know know someone who's had a hair transplant and it doesn't really last yeah it doesn't very it doesn't last for a very long time um, you yeah. have to do it sort of every few years. Um, so I've been reading that according to the American Academy of Dermatologists, it's normal to lose anywhere between 50 to 100 strands of hair every day. Now, that that sounds like a lot. And I'm not sure if my hair's growing at such a rate. I don't think I'm growing 100 hair, 50 hair per day. Uh, yeah, 50 hairs per day to to justify 100 loss per day. It seems like a lot. I know it seems like an awful lot, but then, you know, especially here in Hong Kong, I think when you have tiled floors and things like that, you can actually see, sometimes on carpet you don't see it so much, but you can actually see if you've got uh, two, three, two women in the house, even little girls and things, you see the hair on the floor 
you see a lot of it there, you know. So it is obviously happening. You are actually losing it. And I think I think the main thing is is that we just have to there are so many different products. Like how many times I, I remember when I was young, my mum used to always say, Don't wash your hair every week, you know, every day. Like, yeah. you know, just stop washing it and be careful about what you put in it. And don't don't, don't brush your hair too hard. Don't don't pull it up. Be gentle with it. So I suppose it's just little things which we were told a long time ago just to be careful because you can imagine that if you are washing your hair every day and using certain products and things which have harsh chemicals in them, they are going to have a detrimental effect. You know, I think the best option is is to go for kind of natural oils, perhaps give it a good good scrub with oil and stuff before you wash it and things like that or keep it on for a couple of days. I know um, certainly in Pakistan, it's a very common thing on a Friday when people are about to have a bath before they have a bath um, they will get um, mustard oil and you know and it's a common thing you sit down and your mum or your grandmother or whatever and she just rubs this mustard oil gives you a good massage and you look like a drowned rat at the end of it but um, <laughs> they're supposed to do you good and mustard oil doesn't smell particularly nice but it's a it's a it's almost like if you walked into any sort of I've had castor on a I've had castor oil is good for hair loss as well um yeah but i'm just worried that the hair that the oil is so thick and viscous that it'll end up blocking the pores a little bit if you don't wash yeah. it out properly so it's okay to use the oil but you've got to have a really good shampoo afterwards to yeah. make oh, sure it doesn't block your pores which which kind of oil you're using perhaps a lighter one which yeah. is designed for you to do that um again one more story it was a, a number of years ago i remember uh, this is when i was really young and i went to the london college of fashion and we were doing a tour of it and uh, we went to the bit where they focused on hair and there were these long kind of ponytails people making wigs with real hair and they were saying that they were actually getting this hair like women in certain islands in the caribbean and other places were actually growing this hair specifically to make wigs and they were on special diet of lots of almonds and they and each day they were you know their hair was combed and put uh, almond oil was put onto it and all sorts of things and they could grow a certain length of hair in a particular period of time and wow. they needed that amount for a wig and and this hair was incredibly expensive and i i i stayed in my mind at the time that oh should i go maybe if i need money i can just keep growing but uh, but you know the hair had to be perfect you couldn't have like split ends and things like that because you know a lot of the hair pieces that are made for people for women or wigs and stuff are from real hair so they must come from somewhere but i couldn't imagine like there's an island somewhere where these women are purely just growing hair growing their hair but it obviously works whatever they're doing um and you know i suppose some cultures have better hair and stronger hair than others but i suppose the 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 main crux of this chinbag was to say that stress does have an effect so if we can control some of the stress we feel then perhaps our hair may be in better condition you know for the rest of our life hopefully That's right. yeah so I, 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 I have friends so I <laughs> yeah I, i have friends and and their daughters have donated hair to Uh, say a trust a little princess trust for example and that's really mm. for to, to help uh, children and people with cancer who perhaps want to uh, have a, a wig made from will a real hair so yeah very meaningful but yeah you're supposed to follow strict protocols like you're not allowed to dye those hair um mm. the hair you're planning to donate um and it, you know you, you have to be good to it 
Yeah, well, Sadia, thank you so you much uh, for your sharing today. Really learned a lot. Um, hopefully, we'll, you know, our listeners would have learned some tips and tricks to look after hair. I, I hear mustard seed oil is one. I look forward yep. to, and hippo fat is another one. So perhaps we'll, we'll look out for those in the store. <laughs> thank you very I'll much. And, and have a look. <laughs> thank you You're so welcome. much for your time today, Sadia. Take care. Bye for now. See you then. Bye bye.